The temps are warmer, you've mowed the lawn, and maybe even turned on the AC a time or two. It's definitely spring. So SpI.com is having their spring sale. Log on now and get local deals up to 50% off before they're gone. SpI.com. This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. We say good morning to Tate Senator uh, Doris Turner. Um, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. Happy New Year. It's Same. our first time together. When did I see you right before we were supposed to have something we had to cancel? No, we were at the cigar shop in December. Was that December? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. You that's mean right. you, Irv Smith? Hell, hell, the gang's all here. The Irv, legendary. Almost in the same legendary as you. Well, close. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said, you said close. Um, let's talk a couple, city tournament coming up. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I, I have said all along, and well, not all along in the last 15, 20 years, that's just, it's more than basketball. Basketball is the anchor, but that's a showcase of what is best about our students, high school students, especially here in Springfield. You know, it is an event that rivals anything in the country. Yep. Yep. So when uh, Blake, um, as you know, played basketball at Kansas Western University, and uh, several years ago, his college coach, from Kansas came to city tournament and he walked in the convention center and he was just amazed. He had no idea that it was that big, that phenomenal. And it is, it's, it's a destination event. It's not just about basketball. It, it is a destination event. And I'm really excited about it. Um, get really excited every year, but really excited this year. Do you ever allow yourself time to think your son played on that court, Lobernica? Uh, and great memories and some games that people are never forget going to forget. And then he now gets to coach in the new Lober Nika Fieldhouse. That has to make you feel pretty good. It does. And there's such a history and legacy of my family at Lanphier High School. So, as you know, I um, graduated from there. And all of my kids, all of my grandkids and um, nieces and nephews, graduated from Lanphier High School. And so, you know, my son played there. I had two grandsons that played on that court. Both of them went to state. Um, I have a a two a granddaughter that was a palm there and now um, a niece and now a great niece that's a palm there. So there's so much history that um, that I have with Lanphier. So a few weeks ago, um, Becky and Rose Lober mm-hmm. and I and Denny Hendricks took a... Um, tour right and it was just really amazing talking about you know it was like we were transported back to high school and we had such a great time and then we did the same thing um on friday night which was the first night we went early for the ribbon cutting and then spent some time and then we went over to the old gym and you know kind of walked through walked through the locker rooms and I could hear Miss Demis yelling at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I was on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, and somebody ran. I wish I could find it. Um, the list of the basketball players mm-hmm. that played at Lamphere. And I, I said here, I don't know. Nobody's ever done that for Springfield, I know, or Southeast Fightians or SHG or Griffin. But I can't imagine anybody can be more, uh, have more impressive list of former players who played at any high school than Lamphere. It's incredible, starting, of course, with Andre. Now, I know Springfield people are going to say, well, Robish played also. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not, but the whole list of the mm-hmm. Lamphere kids, whether it be 
McBride or Bishop or whoever the case might be, go all the way back to Mickey Madison and Ivan Jackson and Hal Beard. It's an incredible collection of basketball players. It really is. And, you know, the amazing thing about it is that any anyone who's ever played at that school, that connection is never gone. Exactly. I mean, you, yep. you see them come back. As a matter of fact, um, you see them come back and, and help coach. You see them come back and, you know, just do all kinds of amazing things with the kids there now. Um and speaking of that, I know you saw the book that Blake and Heather Mosier oh, put together. Oh, beautiful book. Yeah, Absolutely. It's, a, it's actually a uh, coffee table book yes. about Lanphier basketball. And uh, it's amazing. People, alumni from all over the Should country. Should be buying that right Well, now. alumni from oh. all over the country were uh, calling and sending in and, and, buying, and buying the book. It just, like, flew out. She showed it to me at the showcase, and I meant to get her in here, and I probably need to do that and let her talk about that book because, boy, is that well done. It yeah. really is. And um, there's going to be a um, Hall of Fame right outside of the, new, oh, there is? of the new gym. Okay. So all of the things that you see along the, the top of the wall at yep. the old gym are all going to be over there. It's going to be really It's going to be really nice. Tell me about the uh, ML King breakfast yesterday morning. That oh, gets bigger every year, Doris. It was. And even with the, the minus 51 yes. degree wind chill, right. there was standing room only in there. So it's definitely a phenomenal event that the Frontiers uh, Springfield Club right. has been doing for 49 years. 49 years they've been putting that on. And if you look at the list of speakers that they had, that they've had that have come and uh, spent time in Springfield at that breakfast is phenomenal. But I will tell you that Dr. Wendy Olamine did a phenomenal, phenomenal job yesterday. Um, there, you know, her her remarks brought, you know, at times there was laughter, at times there were tears, and you know, kind of a reflection on where we are and where we where we want to go. So it was it was really amazing. I I always enjoy it. Have rarely missed it. And uh, yesterday was no exception. Where we are, you were in high school when you heard that Dr. King was assassinated. You remember exactly where you were, what you were doing in 1968, and what was your reaction? I wasn't quite in high school. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I was close, but I wasn't (laughs) quite in high school. So I was at home, and it was, you know, it was during that time where there had been so much violence related to the civil rights movement. Okay. And so now it's like, oh, my God, can this really be happening? Because here was a man that had lived his whole life around preaching nonviolence and how we do things and get things done in a manner where we're talking it, talking it through and working through the um, justice system. And for him, for this violence to be, um, you know, put on him like that was just beyond the pale. And just remember, he was in Memphis with a labor strike with the sanitation workers. Correct. So, you know, there is a direct correlation between um, his movement and the path that he was on with social justice as well as economic justice with, with labor and the labor movement. So, you know, he spent some time in Springfield at a uh, uh, AFL-CIO labor meeting. rally, yes. what the Armory, I believe, yes, wasn't at it? the Armory, yes. and um, actually, the first first year 
actually during the first month that I was in the um, Illinois State Senate, um, Senator Andy Menard, when he mm-hmm. was in the Senate, had proposed a Senate joint resolution with a plaque commemorating that visit. And so when I came in, I picked that up, and we did pass that. So once the renovations of the Armory are completed, there will be a plaque there commemorating his visit. Did they ever redo the statue? I remember that Secretary of State Jesse White was urging he didn't think that depicted Mm -hmm. Dr. King as well as it should and I know there was some discussion. I'm not so sure they've ever, maybe when the grounds are done, there's a new statue. I don't know. No, they haven't. They haven't. They have not redone it. And there, you know, from day one, there was always some um, conversations okay. around what the statue looked like as well as placement. Right. Placement was always an oh. issue. So, uh, so the statue is not out now, and there are conversations about a new statue and definitely new placement. Could Dr. King have the effect today, the society we live in, the way people look to each other, the way we treat each other, the way we think about, I think we're a very divided country, maybe not as much on racial, and maybe we are on racial lines, but certainly on political and what we believe and so on and so forth. Could he relate to what's going on today? Would would he be able to get the respect today that he got back in the 60s? You know, I don't know. We have... There's there I I really see that our country is in a place where I never thought that we would be. I agree. Never ever thought that we would be in in my life and in my lifetime. I mean, you know, I just go back to January sixth and I was watching the news and I almost thought I was watching a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. I never ever dreamed that I would see that happen at our capital and so you know i don't i don't know i just think that we are in a a a very different time and place and i don't know how we come back i hope i pray we do and i'm working very hard you know to to see that we do but i don't know when it comes to race relations and and we talk about this a lot i want to talk about that for the ml king day and appropriately and remembered what he said and so on um, it, it does, I think, though, when I tell people, I said, the one place where I see brotherhood and equality, now it may not be all the time, but is on the athletic fields or athletic mm-hmm. courts. It's common to see white and black players embrace each other or care. Now, I know that may be brief, but but that is the one. High, high school kids, whether it be black or white, makes no difference. If somebody makes a great play or a shot or a nice mm-hmm. pass, they embrace. After a game, you see this and so on. I think the world of sports is almost like a primer as as how we should treat each other with respect. Don't have to necessarily want to hang out with people. There are a lot of people same color We don't mm-hmm. you don't want to hang out with. But I always thought the world of sports has a way of setting an example but I, I think us. that's be, I think that's because it's um, people are acting together as a team. Yeah, good and point. The, and the uh, success of the team depends on everybody pulling together. And I think that that's how we have to look at that's how we have to look at our city. That's how we have to look at our state. That's how we look, have to look at our country. Is that we're all on the same team. And even though we may disagree about what play we put in at any particular point in time. We are all embedded in each other 
for the success of the team, for the success of our city, for the success of our state, for the success of our country. And we have to I think we have to start looking at things like that, that we're that we're a team. We're Team Springfield, we're Team Illinois, we're Team USA. Does Blake talk to you much about, and I don't know if he gets a lot of this at Lampier, parental involvement, very close to parental interference. Because a lot of coaches will tell you things have changed dramatically. Some coaches say, look, I'd love to have parents involved or I don't see them. Others will say, oh, my gosh, they're calling all the time. Why isn't this kid playing more and so on and so forth? Does he discuss that much of that Are you with talking you? about you, me when I, was a, when I was a parent and my kid was in school? Well, your kid probably never sat the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be quite honest. <laughs> he was playing. Now, maybe he didn't get all the shots you wanted him to get. <laughs> Let's run this offense, Coach, once in a while so he can get a shot or my grandkids can get shots and so on. No, you know, I think that 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 runs a lot that runs a lot of different ways it it runs hot and cold but um you know Blake has always had a really good group of kids good group of parents and um he is a and I, and I I think that he's probably like a lot of coaches you know he's much more than a coach with his kids he really loves what he does he loves the kids and he really puts in a lot of extra effort a lot of extra time with the kids and they really are like a like a family and because I am you know really kind of close to that situation you know I feel like that we're all part of all part of that that family and if if one child has a a problem or issue you know we're all coming together as a family to make sure that he's that he's successful you know one of the things that Blake has always done any um young man that has played for him if he's interested and going on to college and playing, Blake makes sure that he has that opportunity, mm-hmm. and he works really hard at doing that. So you know, we're it's it's. I go back to that whole team thing. You know, we're we're all we're all team LHS, and we want to make sure that every person on that team is successful. I'm not begging off. I told you'd have equal time because I've not taken a stand on this because I wasn't. I'm watching the game. And I've got a granddaughter cheering at Rochester. So I come home. I got to take her out, left her, and came home and watched the game on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And the shot by Holman off the, the pass, inbound pass, with six seconds to go. And I'm watching, and he hit that, and it was well beyond the three point arc. And mm-hmm. I said, Oh my God. I said, What a way to finish. The, zero zero. The, 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 the what a way to finish. That, that coach that coach drew up an exemplary play. You're talking was... about Neil Alexander? I know he'll appreciate that. <laughs> I'm gonna say this take that out, Bob. I'm sending this to Neil. State Senator that, Turner. That, that Lanfear coach Thank you. <laughs> grew up an exemplary play. It was, it was. That seriously was executed. Greg and I talk about that all the time. That was executed Perfect. phenomenally. Perfect. Absolutely. Zero zero. We go home. How did you lamp your fans able to watch the shot and see the clock? That's amazing that's to me. That's because we, we do that. Oh, yeah. That's, that's what we do. That's exactly what you do. Well, that's I wanna, that's I, what we do. I want to thank you for uh, passing a piece of legislation that you're going to have a little... Uh, five by five. Five by five. Five by five. Because I remember we would go to Lincoln. Here we go. They, er, my whole life, we would go to Lincoln. They would have ribbon. <laughs> and mark us off a space that was so small. It was like 
By the time me and Cecil sat down, nobody could sit beside <laughs> us. And if you tried to sit one one space over, no, 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 no. These are all Lincoln seats. Five by five, buddy. I I got it. Now, <laughs> Senator Sally Turner may yes. may have an issue. I'm going to see if I can get her to come on as a as chief a co-sponsor, co-sponsor. A Absolutely. chief co-sponsor. Let me I'm going to call her today. Uh, let me take a <laughs> Visiting with State Senator Doris Turner, tell me, this is the start of session. This is not some veto thing, no. right? This is they it? call it the start of the spring session. Okay. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, look it's outside. Like, yeah, pretty, pretty spring-like out yeah. there. <laughs> pretty spring-like out there. How many days this week? Have any idea? Two days. Two days? Yeah, today and tomorrow? Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. What's the purpose? Now, now, what will go on? Walk me through. Let's see how the... Sausage is made, if you will. So Walk there, me through what happens today and tomorrow. So there are already bills that have been introduced. Okay. There will be more bills um, to be introduced. We will um, gavel in and, and um, you know, bills will be introduced. Uh, then we'll, they'll look at uh, as, assigning them to committees. Uh, there may or may not be committees that will, that will start meeting. Um, and we'll caucus to talk as a caucus about where, where we go and, priorities, those kinds of things. And then sub-caucuses will meet. I actually belong to four sub-caucuses, and we have a sub-caucus meeting on one of those um, today. So there'll be a lot, of, a lot of things happening. I'll be really excited to see my colleagues back in town, though. I think the local economy will be really happy to see my colleagues well, back yes, in town, yeah, too. Exactly. Committee <laughs> assignments, are they determined last year at this time? And, and how much influence do you have on what committee you're assigned? So so everyone will still be on the same committees that okay. they were on before. When I was talking about committee assignments, I was talking about legislation. We'll be sure. assigned to committees right. for committee for committee hearings. Uh, anything major you think that's going to be addressed? Um, Election yeah. year, maybe not so much, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah you know, I, I usually there's not a lot of controversial things that come up during election year. Right, exactly. Um, I have a couple of things that I'm working on. Um, you know, you remember the the big um, horrible, horrible things that happened with the um, Heinz funeral home, and so I've been In working. Yes, yes, and so I've been working with Coroner Allman on some legislation to hopefully ensure that that will never happen to any other families. That was a a multi state um, debacle. And so we're working on that, and and hopefully again that would not happen to any other, any other family. Working on some things around uh, food insecurity and and what we can do with that. So you know I'm I'm excited about session coming up. We all you know um, looking at doing some uh, capital projects in in uh, Chatham and Decatur. So I'm excited. I always get really excited about about session. It's always just a new opportunity to um, get a lot of things done for the 48th district. I think it's safe to say that you've had a reputation when you were county board, when you were city council, uh, general assembly may be a little different, but you always have a reputation of being able to work across the mm-hmm. aisle, work across the room. You and some Republicans worked on a lot of things together on the county board, city council, you know than but anybody you got to be able to count mm-hmm. and you know what the votes are sometimes and so you work to get things done were you ever or are you criticized at all by some of your staunch democrats that say come on doris toe the party line we don't have to always reach across the aisle no you know i i just really feel like that i am a 
diehard, dyed-in-the-wool Democrat. Absolutely. Everybody knows that. I was the county chair. Yeah. So everybody knows that. But there's a time for politics, and there's a time for governing, and I really don't mix don't mix the two. Uh, I remember when I first walked into the Sangamon County Board, there were 29 members, five Democrats. Yes. So I was able to get a lot of stuff done for my district because I understood that this was a time for governing and it was a time for working with my colleagues um, in order in order to do that. And it was really funny because, um, you know, sometimes people think they know you and they think they know how you're going to act. And I and my early days on the county board, I had a lot of people uh, across the aisle come up and say to me, I'm glad I got a chance to know you. You're not as bad as they all said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm kind of nice. <laughs> Can you take it personally? You know, you shouldn't, but I will tell you, sometimes I do. And Absolutely. It, I remember I remember when I was, um, I was running for city council, and uh, I had been out walking, and I had had a really bad day. Some, you know, it had been really, really, really kind of rough. Mm-hmm. And it was my first campaign, and I was really kind of rough. I came home, and I, I was just like bawling. Really, really, I okay. went in the bathroom, closed the door. I was just like bawling because it's like, how could people not like me? I'm, a, I'm such a nice person. And my mother said to me, she says, hey. Either going to do this or you're not, and if you're going to do it, you got to get, you got to toughen up. Everybody's not going to like you, no matter what you do. So if you don't think you can handle it, then stop right now. And that was the day That's that, good yeah, and that was the day that I decided this was what I wanted to do, and I was going to toughen it up. It, it doesn't mean that you know I still don't have those days. You know, as you know, I went through a horrific, horrific campaign. So it doesn't mean that I still don't have those days. But you know, I just kind of. Put my blinders on, keep it moving. Gee, I'm just glad I don't have to go through that. People not liking me and yeah. buying at everything I say, and yeah, that's wonderful. And <laughs> and I've never gone home and cried. At least that I'm going to admit. <laughs> nice talking to you. It's nice talking to Good you to too. See you at the city tournament. I'm sure you'll be there every night. Every night. Every night. Yeah, I'll be looking for you. I was. And I'll be there most of the times. I think we're going to probably try to make with the granddaughter cheering yeah. and all. That's that's important yeah. to us. So we'll probably make it down there. And I even uh, told my buddy Juan Huerta, I said, look, I said, the Secretary of State's in town. He, he should was, come. He loves basketball. Yeah, he should come. He loves basketball. Played for the Greek national team yeah. or something. I said, Juan, bring him down to the You center. know, Bruce Rano used to come to all the games. Oh, He used to miss? come to Lanphier games, and I swear, every time he came, we lost. I wish he'd stay the hell away. <laughs> well, in, the, in the long run, so did he. <laughs> Nice so you're going to come to committee and testify on my Lincoln bill? Uh, let me think about it. I'll get in touch with you. But please do your people, my people, yeah. we'll work something out. <laughs> okay. Uh, can, can we make can we compromise, make at least a 10 by 10? 10 inch by 10 inches, Paulie said. Not 10 no, feet by 10 feet. No, huh? I'm asking too five. much. Five by five. The ghost of Phil Schmidt in that damn orange hat's going to remain forever in the memory of Lincoln fans. There you go. When Phil Schmidt walked into that, Roy Sanderson gym. Mm-hmm. They the say that's head. where it all started. And I guarantee you. <laughs> they say that's a, where it all started. We had a guy in Lincoln named Ron Richard, and they were cut out of the same cloth. I mean, just exactly alike. And they just, it was personal. It got yeah. personal between our assistant principal, Ron Richard, 
and Phil Schmidt. And it that's really why did. we have the little seats. That's it. That's why, that's, why, <laughs> that's why the bill's being introduced. Good to see you, Senator. You did. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.